Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined today by not my husband and co-host, mm. Kev on stage. He's actually running a little bit late. We kind of didn't have a hectic morning, and then all of a sudden, things became really hectic. Um, I was probably willing myself not to do this episode. <laughs> Subconsciously, you're like, this is just how not do you? Happen. It literally only takes me, when my hair is done especially, I can get dressed in about 45 minutes. Like, I really don't. An hour max. I got up at 6 o'clock this morning. I don't have to leave my house until 9.30 to get here by 10. First of all, I was already five minutes late. I left at 9.30 and got here at 10.37. Left here at 9.30. Oh, I'm sorry. At 10.07. I was doing the math. I was doing the 37 math in my mind. He said I was seven minutes late. Um, 10.07, which means I was, I needed an additional seven minutes. I'm not quite sure where that came from. And then I like was, had a super productive morning. And then all of a sudden now I'm late. So anyway, we're going to figure it out. Today I'm joined by... Josh, it is me, Josh Gons, your friend. Uh, virtually, I don't. I've never met a lot of you, so I can't really say friend. But that's he's me. Joshua. I don't know why he calls himself Josh. She calls me my full legal every time. I was introduced one way. She said yes, but this. But this, I do this. It's so funny. Um, Catherine James is in um, part of the stage group. She's part of the book the book club, and she helps me with a few things. And she was like, "You are the only person that calls me Catherine." I was like, "That's probably true for Joshua as well. It's just the thing that I do. I don't know why." Um, but today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome, and I am joined by a podcast host favorite, a Love Hour conference favorite, and I feel like your social media has like exploded since being, maybe that was a bit dramatic, but since being on the Love Hour podcast, and that is none other than Stevon Lewis. I always feel like... Um, Oh, Kev's here! Kev is here. You guys started without me? Yeah, we just oh, started. This is awkward. Uh, yeah. You guys stay there, man. Uh, uh, no, 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 calm though. We already made the plans. Okay. Um, Steve-on Lewis, Steve-on, I told you guys this is going to be a hectic episode, okay? I apologize. We're going to get it together as soon as Kev sits down. We'll be like back on the normal wavelength. So we're back. Oh. So where we ended was um, <laughs> Steve-on introducing himself, giving us his credentials, who you are, what you do, and then we're going to dive right in. Okay. Oh, I'm about to dive in. Oh, oh, oh. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the boy got the Volks, the Volks. <laughs> so do I go ahead and start talking about Yes, me? go. Okay, I'm well, thinking there you go. Right, right now. All right. I, hello, everybody. Uh, I am Stevon Lewis. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist uh, based out of Inglewood, as you can see. Uh, I uh, specialize in working with adults struggling with imposter syndrome. Uh, so these are people who kind of have a difficult time accepting uh, their own, you know, awesomeness. 
Uh, and so I helped them work through kind of some of the blocks that have prevented them from being able to realize or recognize what the rest of the world sees in themselves. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing that. I did blow up. Uh, you were right in your in your comments when you said you guys leveled me up. Uh, <laughs> appearing on the Love Hour, uh, your boy's been popping. Uh, it's been good. So I appreciate you guys. You guys got the the, the Fredericks touch. Uh, you know, y'all you know, competition with Oprah. Come on, man. Speak it. So I reached out to Stevon. Okay, so the post I'm looking at is from October 21st, but he did another post. But I'm going to start with this one. And I was like, yeah, so, you know, you're just kind of scrolling on Instagram and there are always people that I stop on. I stop on Steve and immediately I say out loud, and I mean this quite literally audible out loud, girl, like, oh my God, girl, you suffer from imposter syndrome. And like immediately started crying. And I, when I tell you it happened just like that for me, it was like, um, this is a little churchy, but the Bible always talks about a rhema word. And what that means is you can read words on paper all the time over and over and over and over again. And it's, it doesn't hit you with the same type of like conviction until it becomes life. And that's what rhema, like giving it life. And for me in that moment, reading the pose became life. Like it hit me in a way that words on a page, words on my phone have never hit me before. And so it kind of like stopped me in my tracks. And so immediately I, I, um, I think I DM'd uh, Steve Vaughn was like, yeah, so that was triggering. And now I'm crying he, and I'm like, I, I need to get you back on the podcast. But I wasn't in a place, I think in that moment to like really bring you on. I needed to kind of like sit with it for a little bit. And then he did a different pose. It, first of all, he gave me the warning though. He was like, so listen, I'm already working on this other pose. It might be triggering, just FYI. But he yeah. didn't do it the next day. <laughs> oh, he gave you like a little buffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, she was like, it's scheduled. I forgot when it's scheduled, but it's Listen, coming at some point. Yeah. Every time I would be on his phone, I would just like scroll fast. Don't look. <laughs> but then you start getting last because I was like, oh, he must, I must have missed it because I haven't seen it. And like, it's been a few weeks. And then all of a sudden he posted it. And I was like, this dude here. You said dude too. I did say that and so the post that he made is talking about the five types of imposters Ooh. and so literally i even think i sent this to joshua did i we have a very bad style of dming each other it's triggering only it's things. toxic especially when we see stuff that's like not healthy that's not healthy <laughs> i mean but I, I guess it is for the sake of bringing conversations like these up but then it's also, the response is always like, okay, my day is ruined. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. <laughs> They're always very it's all lovely. out of love. Yes, mm -hmm. it's most certainly out of love. So what I want to do really quickly is go over those five imposters, the imposters, and uh, the imposters. Yep. talk about like where we see ourselves and how is it possible to maybe be all five? I don't know. Maybe that's possible. I feel like maybe I am. So do you, I'm sure you know what they are. Do you want me to read them? Uh, I think I have a memory. If I, if I forget one, you'll, you'll uh, throw it out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know which order. I forget which order I put them in. But uh, as I know them, there's like the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. uh, these are people who have to do everything like really, really well to a high, high degree. And that like if one thing is amiss, then it was, it was deemed as a failure. Like it, it just wasn't good enough. And so like, you know, the way I think about it is that these are people who will get like a nine out of 10 on a quiz and they're like obsessing over the one they got wrong. 
Yeah, but it's, it's the people who, again, like have to do everything super, super well and super to a high level. And it has to be perfection. Like anything less than perfection is, you know, just un unworthy of praise or success. So can we, can we land on each of them just a little bit before we move to sure. the next one? Okay. So mm -hmm. when I think, I don't consider myself a perfectionist. I didn't know what that face was. No, I was, I yeah, was just sitting saying? in. Here's what I'll say about Melissa. I had Mine. a different. <laughs> First. That's right there. There it is. Here's the difference. Joshua will make it. If it's not perfect, I won't post it. Melissa will say, let me research it so that I can make it perfect the first time. If I can't get enough information with which to make it perfect, then I won't do it. Well, and, well, he has another one that's more in line with that, which immediately I was like, so this is, I didn't know this was a thing. That's absolutely who I am. Did he make this up thinking about me? Possibly. Uh, but the thing that I thought about when you said the perfectionist that I might a little bit align myself with is if immediately the first thought I had was the, the Love Hour Conference. I have a hard time viewing it as a success because things didn't go as planned perfectly. Oh, I feel like that's really? also a tie with minimizing too, though. Mm. This is going to be heavy. Gosh. Wait, say it, Joshua. Jake. No, no, I'm just oh, saying like, no. I feel like that is also a mixture of trying to make yourself smaller in the sense of like, oh, let me just only identify the things that didn't go wrong because I don't want to celebrate the things that did that's actually 100 percent. also true. when you brought up the test score <laughs> it was specifically that um can this uh, imposter syndrome thing be generational because mm. um like shouts my pops i love him mm -hmm. i i mean now i know he always wanted me to do like the best or like a better version of whatever it was I did. So for the, for the nine out of 10 test score, I remember sometimes getting like an A and be stoked. Cause I was okay in school. Um, but it'd be like, Oh man, what happened to the other 10%? I'm just about, to, and then like, I'm, I'm there. I'm just like, okay, well, I can't be too happy about this. then apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh no, you, you guys are hitting it all on, on the head. I mean, you guys are bringing up all the stuff, all the things. So I'm getting <laughs> juice. Look at me get all excited. <laughs> so, so I guess to start, I'm gonna come back to you, Josh, uh, starting kind of with uh, Melissa's piece about like the perfection and the love hour conference and not being happy because, you know, everything didn't go well. That's you getting kind of caught up in the process. Right. So like if the process wasn't, uh, you know, had an element of imperfection, then the progress doesn't count. Like it doesn't matter where we landed, what Wait, we got say to. that again. Say that nugget again the about okay. the progress and the, say it process. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's, it's process versus progress, right? Or progress versus process. So that oftentimes people will get caught up on how something happened as opposed to what they accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's kind of where you live is that. Hello. It's, <laughs> like, you're, oh, you're getting stuck on the I fact that it was great to have to have watch them squirm. I did my time with you, and I was solo. I literally have you guys back. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. We're, but I mean, like you're you're caught up on the fact that like maybe some elements didn't go the way you had planned, and therefore it now lessens or decreases the quality of what was accomplished. And I don't know that I believe that to be true. Right, you like you put on a great conference. I don't know that anybody else knows or that it, if it really did, you know, subtract from what you guys accomplished or what you guys have been accomplishing with like, you know, the Love Hour podcast, the conference, just this whole movement. And you get stuck on these little things that didn't go exactly as you planned, which is more, you know, speaks more to you about, you know, your expectations for things and 
and, and the demands you place on the world or the universe kind of giving you what it is you want. Mm. And then, then, then my dude, Josh, uh, <laughs> so, so you touch on something that's really important and it's, it's something that I tell my clients too, is that, you know, there's an element in when you talk about generational is that uh, as kids, you know, a lot of kind of what imposter syndrome ends up being when we're adults, it comes from kind of our experiences from childhood. And so, uh, you know, part of what I've found that's been consistent across the clients I work with is that they, they oftentimes have a parent who was like super critical of them or, or didn't praise them unless they did something like super amazing. Uh, and so that sounds like kind of maybe how your dad was. And it's not that these are bad parents that they intended to kind of make you second guess yourself or like not see your value, but the impact of that is, is kind of what it is. So it's like the intention versus the impact, right? Like they didn't intend to have you kind of doubt yourself, but the impact of that was is that you don't have all the self-confidence that maybe you, you know, should as based on what you are able to produce. Uh, and so like, you know, your dad kind of saying, what about the other 10% suggests that like the other 90% didn't matter, right? It's the one that, that didn't happen or what didn't accomplish or what you didn't, didn't occur is more important than anything that you've done. And again, I don't know that I agree with that way of thinking. Uh, and I think dad just wanted you to try your best and do your best and whatnot, but he didn't give you that message that you were okay when you did that. And that's okay. kind of the, the part that missed. Um, I'm going to connect you and my dad over email so you can tell him those <laughs> words for me. Um, that's, I mean, that's, I, I, I see that kind of unraveling more so that I'm trying to do the work to let that unravel more so now, but kind of hearing that out loud from a, a expert professional as, as such, uh, Inglewood's finest, um, <laughs> is appreciated. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I'm sure you produce a lot of stuff, like, I mean, that you do stuff at a high level, and it's really good. Otherwise, these guys wouldn't have you kind of be part of their, 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 their team. So the fact that you're doing that, I don't know that you need to second guess that you aren't, you know, don't have the ability or that any mistakes or you being imperfect, you know, takes away from your overall quality of character and what you're able to produce. So like, you know, I would, I would hope that how you see yourself would say, you know, you tell yourself that I have skills, I have ability, I do a really good job. That doesn't mean you're perfect, but also you do things at a high level. Mm. yeah that's something i'm working on that was, yeah yeah we'll get you there i yes the uh i i love the idea of impact versus um intention i, I like think that's thing. what you said mm -hmm. uh because it makes you sometimes what you intend isn't always enough so mm -hmm. just because i don't intend to hurt your feelings just because i didn't mean to you know i i know i've said that a lot it doesn't negate or take away from any harm I may have caused regardless of what my intent is. And I have to be accountable, not only to my intent, but more importantly to the impact. That's so good. Mm. And my thing is that when stuff like that happens, do you leave it with the situation or then do you kind of use that to, to kind of define your character? Oh, dang it, Steve-on. <laughs> So, so by that, I mean, here, here, here's an analogy for that, right? Like, <laughs> you know me and my analogies. Like, you know, I'm driving a car, right? I'm driving my car. I run into the back of you, right? I've done a bad thing. I didn't wake up this morning and say that I wanted to run into the back of your car and mess mine up and mess yours up. I still have to be held accountable. I've got to pay for yours to get fixed. But now does that mean I'm a bad driver or did I just have an accident? 
Mm. So how many of us then are making a character identification based on maybe uh, an accident, the experience, the right. impact, and yeah. not recognizing that we can do better about our impact, but that doesn't have to define us. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, it's called the fundamental attribution error, uh, you know, where people will take a, a person's behavior in a situation and, you know, define it and say that's a characteristic of that individual as opposed to that, you know, it's a, it's a result of just that situation or that, that moment in time. Oh, I love that. All right, so what we're gonna do here is, listen, we all need a break. Inhale, exhale, put on a hat because your edges are probably snatched. Um, and in the meantime, we are going to tell you about the fabulous sponsors of the Love Hour podcast. We'll be right back. All right, let's take a quick break from the episode to tell you about penises that are soft. And with the help of Blue Chew, they'll be hard. Listen, I'm soft right now, but if I wanted to be hard, pop me a Blue Chew, and in no time flat, I'd be hard. Big, pain, strength, hard. It's the holiday season. You're a little bit off from work, and you got more time to be banging coochies and Blue Chew will help you this episode sponsored by blue chew you guys can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach so you can be ready whenever opportunity arises you want a little sex babe mm-hmm. take a little blue chew get ready for me mm-hmm. i'll be ready blue chew is made in the usa it's prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness, and you don't need to leave the house right now. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code LOVE. LOVE. And just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E. Chew.com. Promo code LOVE. LOVE. To try it for free. Blue Chew is a better Cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use our promo code LOVE, love. at BlueChew.com. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Before we continue, I want to read The Perfectionist as written on Stevon's Instagram. Very good. The Perfectionist. Bullet point. Micromanage. Difficulty delegating. Set really high bar. Perfect or trash. The focus is on the process rather than the progress. That is, they get stuck on how something happened and minimize what actually happened. Stephen Lewis, Stephen Lewis, LMFT. It was the last bullet for me. It's all those bullets for me. Say it, Joshua. Uh, difficulty delegating for me, I always thought that it was because I wanted to do something right. Um, and it's also, it's, I don't know if it's like a trust thing either, or it's just like, I, I would just rather do it because I have like, the ability to I know I know what I'm kind of getting into and um setting a really high bar as well that kind of goes to uh, me sharing some of my work for me it's just like oh it's not as good as this photo so I'm just gonna wait until something like that pops up again and mm-hmm. it could be six months from now it could be six hours from now it could be six days from now um there's no there's no like uh defining whatever I want to call it for what that bar actually is, but I've been kind like of, standard. it's fear. Oh, I said like a standard. 
Oh, like a standard. I thought he said it's fear too. I was, I was like, like, you are sure, man. Just keep firing the bullet. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I'll say like you have like no standard or, or kind of you know consistent metric for what you know the bar is that it seems like it continues to increase for you. That like if you accomplish something, then obviously that means you can do better. And so now the bar raises. It's like a moving target. You will never, you know, be able to be the best version of you. And so you, if, if that's the case, then you're always going to feel like you just missed or didn't accomplish or didn't do what you thought you could have. Mm -hmm. That feels like failure. Like I'm telling myself I am not doing as well as I really am. Okay, that was a stray that hit me. <laughs> she got, she walked right in the middle of that crossfire. She was on the phone <laughs> walking and she got hit with a stray. Yeah. Yeah, why do you got to keep lying to yourself? <laughs> well, well, this is the problem. The problem is, uh, I'm going to tell it myself, okay? The problem is, the it's, okay, I'm trying to work through my thoughts here because there's a lot coming. It's almost the idea of not being enough and so the idea of perfectionism becomes elusive. It becomes a, a moving target. And so you tell yourself you're constantly, I'm talking about myself, you're constantly working to get better. And it's a lie of perfectionism. I don't know if I'm making sense if all the things are coming together. Okay, help me say it the way I'm calculating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm understanding is that you're, you're saying, you continue to tell yourself, which is the good part, right, is that I want to get to a high level and I, so I increase, you know, the, the, the goal of what I want to accomplish because I've accomplished another goal. So I set another one, which is a good thing. Like that's the good part. And so you're like, I, under the guise of, I am trying to continue to better myself and enhance myself and produce the best product I can, right? Be the best version of me that I can be able to do. Mm -hmm. The problem I have is that you aren't also balancing that out with saying like, look at all the stuff that, that I have done. Look at all the goals or the levels I've passed. You know, you're, you're focused on the levels you haven't gotten to or the next level or the next kind of goal or the next accomplishment that needs to happen. And you spent no time kind of celebrating the success that you've had already. And for me, that's, and that's an imbalance. And I feel like then, you know, our brain gets to a place of it's like, well, we haven't done enough. We haven't done much. Because you're, you're only focused on the things you have to do or haven't done. And that's unfair. Okay. Is that a trauma response? Um, I mean, it could be depend. I mean, I don't know enough of your history. <laughs> I mean, I meant in general, it could be. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, you know, we are not kind of able to identify that we are good, that we have a perception of self that is not based in reality. And it comes from kind of experience of what we've been told or things that have happened to us that if I believe that some somehow flawed, you know, fundamentally or I've been, you know, tarnished or, or whatnot, or having the experience that I'm broken. Now it's hard for me to say that I do good things because how could how could how could you take good fruit from you know a bowl of molded fruit? I want you to know in a, in a YouTube comment just yesterday, I literally commented, "I view myself as fundamentally flawed," and so when you just said that, I'm not quite sure if the Holy Ghost speaks to you. Or if you just stock everything that I do and then make posts about it, Steve, I don't I'm know. Be in your, 
mother freaking business. <laughs> Listen, I need you to slow down. Oh, no, you got like, a little too comfortable with the word. Mind your business, Steve-On. You don't even know me like that, but also you very clearly do know me like that because you are speaking to my feelings. And second of all, third of all, I never even said this out loud. So how you going to confirm a feeling I never even said in my own mind? Shut up with your little therapy stuff, but also keep talking because I want to be better. Oh my God. I'm confused. I'm going to keep talking at this rate because I got a lot of feelings going on right now. Right, right. Let's, let's go with the Holy Ghost. Let's, I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Won't he do it? <laughs> okay, I think we've juiced everything there is to get out of the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything else you wanted to add that maybe we didn't hit on? Hit on? Uh, no, I think, I think that guy covers it. I'm, I'm okay. comfortable with it. Okay, how much does it cost to make it all stop, the perfectionist, though? <laughs> oh, great question. What uh, the well, that depends, man. <laughs> that could be, that, that depends on how long it takes, you know, how, how deeply rooted that stuff is. Oh, man. You know, you got a head start on me, man. I mean, you're at least 25, so, you know, that's 25 years of you uh, thinking like that. Are you 50, Steve-On? No, no, 25 years of this, he's just getting to me. I'm not 50, I'm 41. Got it. I hope I look like this when I'm 50, though. I was like, Steve, on you, I know black don't crack, but you is a vampire if you're 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we can, that oh, go me, ahead. Sorry. Oh, just, go ahead. As far as like a, like a move forward, acknowledgement is very key. Mm -hmm. Say, okay, uh, I think uh, Steve on said this, when, when this happens, acknowledge this thought, this is the perfectionist in me doing this and then you can move like for instance josh this picture may not be perfect it may not be my standard but i'm working through this process so i'm going to post this every mm -hmm. other day i've been doing it every other day so what happens is you have to identify that feeling and then combat that feeling and then move forward and mm -hmm. i know this to be true for myself in my talks with steven it is not a like oh now i have this fixed because you're gonna like you're going to shrink back sometimes. You're going to take a step back forward. It's not a, it's not a linear straight up escalator into like out of imposter syndrome. You're going to be like, I'm going to push myself. Ooh, I got that. Oh man, today he got the best of me. You know, it's game seven, game two, I got blown out by imposter syndrome. He, he had me. But when we come back game three, you know what I'm saying? It's not a, it's not a, a clean break from it. It's a, it's a work. It's a process you're going to have to work through. That was good. For sure. It's like it's like the boxing match. You know, I mean, you're getting hit in the face, but that doesn't mean you're losing. You know, so you take mm. hit. <laughs> Yvonne really has great analogies. And, I and great one-liners. That is a great yeah. one. You could be up seven rounds, and you could get really tagged. And you could even lose yeah. that round or get knocked down. Right, right. First of all, you just gave me the message for why don't I keep your distance? Today, oh, yeah, well, she got Use it today. You're still up on the car. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, Stevon, you can go to the next one. Uh, I think the one after that is uh, the soloist, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and this, this is what I was kind of hearing, I guess, a little bit. And I don't know if this is you, Josh, but these are people who kind of need to do things That's alone or by themselves, right? That, like, if I have help from anyone else or a group, then that somehow takes away my contribution to the success of that overall thing, right? So that I can't really, you know, have or ask for help or have anybody provide me any assistance. I've got to reject that stuff because if I do get help, it's a sign of weakness and a sign that I'm not able to, you know, do things well or be really successful on my own. This is where Steven, Steven beat me up for an hour. <laughs> he was all in my doggone face and he was all in my business. 
So go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Beat on these guys. <laughs> but I, I don't know Josh well enough to know if that's absolutely him or not. But it was sounding like that was something you said earlier. I forget. Yeah, I'd like to explain. So you like how did you? Life? How did the only one that uh, that attaches to you get deflected to me? <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, I'm up again. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already, Josh. All right. Okay. So um, the bullets on here are needing help is a sign of failure. Uh, for me, I always still, like I said, this stuff that I'm working through because hello, I identify with it. <laughs> um, for me, having to ask for help means that I'm incapable of doing something in my mm. head. And that also means like, okay, if you're asking for help, somebody else can do this without asking for help. Mm. So how do you know that's true? I don't, but it, it makes sense in my head. There you go. So, so you just kind of make up narratives in your head and just say they're accurate and true and then don't challenge them at all. I'm working on challenging them, though. Uh, the way Steve Arm be saying stuff, you be shady. I know, you know, man. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> a big a shady question. Like, How do you know that's true? Oh, so you just go make it up in your head and believe it. Oh, okay. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere in his little umbrella. He's like, hello there. Did you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> Because because it's a thing of like, this is, I need people to be, it's how I help people become aware of what they're doing to themselves, right? And so that if we just let that stuff go, then we'll just walk through life telling ourselves and creating meaning, you know, out of situations or out of experiences or people's behavior. And we'll, we'll, we will act in a way that, you know, are what we've told ourselves is true. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, how do you know? Where's the evidence to support that? And if you don't have any, then you can't just go around walking and, you know, say that, yeah, you know, if I can't do it and I need some support, then, you know, obviously that means I suck and everybody else will be able to do this by themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, as great as like the greatest basketball player, they have teammates, they pass the ball sometimes, like they don't do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely something that I've been unpacking in therapy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is being able to challenge these actively by being aware of them and be like taking a step back and like, okay, well, this is a thought that should be less on the focus point you know because it's and you're, you're right it's not it's not fair to create that uh but those narratives are things that i'm working to fight against and and um that is too why i'd also identify two for two with the <laughs> he's winning oh no i'm gonna pull back i was gonna say something about language but I, I'm, I'm not well, say it. I was going to say, and I might lead you there to what I was going to say, because one of the comments said the lie, I mean, the um, voice in my head doesn't lie. And I feel like we often take what we tell ourselves, that voice in our head as the law. Mm -hmm. it's true. It's and so the, the idea, you really have to have someone like yourself tell you well, how do you know that? And then all of a sudden you realize you've quite literally framed an entire narrative, a storyline, and thus the way that you act and interact in the world off of a faulty premise that you've never challenged. Yep. Yep. Just accept it. Yeah. So like when I hear that, you know, the person in the comments saying that, you know, it doesn't lie, I, I have an exact opposite belief about the voice in our head. I call it the inner bully. And I, I think all it does is tell us lies. Right, like it lies to us about ourselves, about other people's behavior, to, to get us to believe that, you know, it's to feel kind of a, a negative way about ourselves or experiences, right? It wants to beat us up. It wants to make us feel terrible like a real bully, 
but because it comes from, you know, inside of us, we accept it as truth and as fact, and we don't question it. And I'm saying the inner bully, we've got to tell ourselves it is absolutely a liar. So that if I'm, you know, looking at someone's behavior and I now have, you know, created a narrative about what that meant, I've got to say, hi, that's my inner bully trying to get me to feel negatively about this. Maybe I will end up being right, but I, de I definitely don't have enough evidence to know that that's true. Child. Okay. See, when I when I uh, <laughs> thought about calling people liars when I was a kid, um, it, it didn't go over well with with the adults around me. So I'm, I'm oh. working on this to this day. Yeah, there's that part. Right? Okay, I have a good question for you, Steve. I'm what sorry, is babe. it? Go ahead. It's how do we change that voice? Oh, great question. Ooh. So so the the key is to to require it to provide some evidence, right? Like so, the inner bully I don't think you know is ever going to tell you anything good because. Bullies don't usually do nice stuff for you, uh, so it's not going to do that. Uh, the idea is that we have to question it relentlessly and make it or force it to provide us with evidence, you know, to kind of suggest that or to, to convince us that, hey, what it's saying is true. So it has to have some kind of basis of, of evidence in reality to say that so that if somebody doesn't text me back, are they upset with me? You know, did I do something and now I pissed them off and, you know, they don't want to you know, interact with me or associate with me now. Like, how do I know that? Like, that could absolutely be true. I'm not saying it's not true. It's a possibility, but I don't know that that's, you know, the case. And so the way to find out is like, I need to either talk to that person or I need to have to be able to attach it to something that they've said, you know, really pisses them off and that they're upset behind it. But if I don't do any of those things, then I can't just, you know, tell myself, yeah, I pissed them off. I should have never said that joke. They didn't get it. And now they hate my guts. That's really important. Uh, someone was saying that that it gets tiring, and I and honestly it does. It's it's a lot of work, but I believe can you train yourself to kind of challenge those things? In the beginning, it's going to take a lot of effort because it's not for your first inclination to do. But I feel like over time, maybe it'll get a little bit easier as you start to do it more and more often. It just becomes part of your everyday um, interaction with that inner bully. Sure. Yeah. And I think it, it comes from two places, like one being that we've got to strengthen our perception of self. So it's hard for me to, you know, take the behavior, say, of a client doesn't come back after a session. Right. And they just drop out of therapy and we never if I think I'm a good therapist, then it's going to be hard for me to say that, oh, you know, I'm terrible. I'm a horrible therapist. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. This person left. Right, like that one incident is not going to be enough to chisel away my perception of self. But if I already think that I don't know what I'm doing, and then they leave, then I use that as confirmation to say, "See, I don't know what I'm doing. I suck." <sighs> that's that. That's that lie you feed. That narrative that you feed. It's negative confirmation. Exactly. But I think is what it's called too. You're like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm ignoring. I'm ignoring all the people that are still coming to therapy for me, but I'm starting to now panic and live in this place of that they're going to soon find out and leave too. Well, you've punched us again. Give us a second, give us a second to catch our breath. We're going to take a quick break here. <laughs> We're going to go to our corners and hear from some sponsors. All right, we're taking a break. I know you guys are probably in need of a breather and you're probably wondering 
why you feel like your edges are snatched, that's because <laughs> Yvonne is snatching them. And you're probably thinking, okay, what do I do with all of this information? The best option is to go out and get help. And so that's why we want to tell you about BetterHelp. Yes. That's H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Perhaps imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Something interfering with your goals? Perhaps imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. quite literally the reason why we invited steve on onto the show is because i was feeling like i was reaching an upper limit problem and i needed to work through those things and together we have had group therapy with steve on and if you need that type of professional help better help is here to help you there's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas the service is available for clients worldwide so no matter where you're listening this will be available the service will be available to you you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor i have finally found a counselor you guys Hallelujah. i have finally found a counselor it took me a little while but i found a person and I, we've been chatting communicating and we're just waiting to have our in per not in person what do you call it video mm-hmm. conference chat virtual. virtual chat better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that you it makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed and you guys have heard me i've changed counselors probably four or five times It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants to start live wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website, read their testimonials that are posted daily, and you can do that at BetterHelp.com/reviews. Reviews. And what you're going to do if you're interested is go to BetterHelp.com/lovehour. Love hour. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P, and join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been satisfied with BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer to our Love Our Podcast listeners. You will get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash love hour. Love hour. And we also want to tell you about an additional sponsor for the podcast, and that is Framebridge. Mm-hmm. Because after you get all the help you can using BetterHelp, you're going to take, want to take a picture and remember the happier times in your life. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving your house. From art prints, posters, to photos sitting on your phone, you can frame bridge just about anything. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. So you can use um, pictures that you have online or if you have a photo or something that you want framed in your house, they'll send over packaging to you. You're going to ship it to them. You can preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. That gives you an idea of what you're going to look for, what it's going to look like in its final design and then you're going to pick out your favorite you're going to get recommendations from their talented designers because sometimes that process is extremely overwhelming very much is and the experts at framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to you or anyone on your list now's the time to do that because we're in the holiday season a handcrafted personalized gift from framebridge starts at 39 dollars, and all shipping is free this is a fantastic deal to take advantage and of. it's a great deal trust me this is a better deal than walking into your local frame store. It is way more expensive there and it takes very much longer and they can't even frame everything. So FrameBridge is the way to go. Right now we are looking at a new office and I can tell you right now that all the pictures from our set and 
and uh, tour stuff, I'm going to use the FrameBridge Endless Organic wall setup, and I'm going to decorate my office in the new space with a gallery wall. I'm a huge fan of gallery wall. I'm going with the black uh, mat as well because that's just how I like to do it. And I'm very excited to do that. And once, once the office is all set up, I'll show you guys what it looks like. Go to framebridge.com, promo code love. love. Again, that's framebridge.com, promo code love. love. And you will get 15% off your first order. Again, framebridge.com when you use my promo code love. Love. And now back to the show. All right, we're back. Uh, from our break, we got some water. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, let us continue, Melissa. All right. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to add on? I actually don't know that I suffer from this, so I'd let you guys. Well, see, Josh, this is the part he didn't want to say. <laughs> no, Josh, okay. talk about Josh. this. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, Stevon, and I had to tell Josh when we first started. You know, Josh worked. You know, for us, he do all this work, right? He was overwhelmed. He missing deadlines. He missing stuff. I'm like, Josh, what's up? Do this. You need help? No, Kev, I got it. A couple of times. You need help. No, Kev, I got it. I said, Josh, you realize, like, if you if you say you got everything, but you're missing stuff, then you ain't got it. I can easily pull some stuff off you and redistribute it. He's like, yeah, but if you take some stuff away, then you might take my job away. Boy, ain't no, I, what is you talking about? <laughs> I could give something small to somebody else, so you could do other stuff. For example, he just edited this ball and beautiful thing. Stevon, this man edited this video from oh, Napa. So when I tell you, I low-key was like, I cannot believe how talented he is. It's really his good. photography background and his work in video, he has what I call video pictures. And what I mean by that is they're like, they are videos, but they look like pictures. And he layers them in a way that it's like, this is, a, this is like a you moving just that picture, revelation. right? Mm -hmm. It's a thing that not many people can do. People are good at video or they're good at photography, but Josh is really good at photography and video. So anyway. So for me, it's like, boy, trimming down a podcast, DZ can do that. DZ, I love him. He just had a baby. Congratulations. Congrats, DZ. But DZ might not be able to do what you do here. So I'd rather you focus on that. But instead, Josh, like, I can do all of this, but it doesn't leave him time to do what he does great. You see what I'm saying? But he looked at as, if I give this up, then my value is lessened, even though I'm literally telling you, your value is heightened because you're so good at this one thing. I can give this to somebody else. And that's right. individualism soloist hurts Joshua. That, that's good, right? That you're saying take away this thing that you don't need to be spending your time in and enhance and, and, and you know, your true talents are up here. But I, that's hard for Josh to do if he doesn't see himself as being up here. I guess the way I think of it is like, I don't know, say, you know, LeBron James is not playing, you know, pick up basketball with us because that doesn't really kind of help help his game at all. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not beneficial. So, like, he's going to play with other people that are his level. Like, that's no shade to him. You know, it's like, it's the reality. Like, why would he play with us? That serves him no purpose. And so, for Josh, like, if you're doing things like, you know, trimming a podcast, like, if your talents are better than that, why, why, why would you want to do something like that? Like, you know, you don't go to Marshalls and find Chanel in there. Like, that's not how it works. Come on and say it. And, you know, the way it hits Melissa is this. <laughs> what she does, she <laughs> takes on stuff that she doesn't have to. Melissa should not be editing anything in the world. That's true. That's right? facts, But actually. to feel value, she finds... Oh, shut up doing your part. Shut up. <laughs> she finds, in order to feel value, she needs to feel busy. And she doesn't give herself 
the benefit for how creative she is, mm. right? She should be able to spend time creating the Love Hour episode, but she fills herself with busy work so she can say, I've knocked these 17 things down off my list, but I've got 48 more. Man, I'm valid because I have so many things to do. Not because of how creative I am. Somebody can do all 48 because I need to spend one hour creating the Love Hour episode because nobody on my team can do that. But she doesn't do that because her other job, she needed to feel busy and have a to-do list. So last night she spends up eight, editing a video when she could have just said, hey, Josh, you know what? Take the cuss words out. Or we said, you know, in words. You didn't cuss. send me notes. This is why you don't be sending me notes. notes. And I said, hey, this yeah. beautiful episode might be better split in two instead of telling you to do I it. You know what say, she does? That's, that's what I was going to suggest when I was just like, also, this might be 45 minutes to an hour. She's like, it, it can be long format. But it, what does she do, Josh? Sat up and edited herself. Group therapy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and now she exhausted at night when all that she could have watched it one time and just text Josh. He, he could have done it and been done. Mm, it would have been. But no, I, I got to find value in overworking myself and that makes me feel valid. Yeah. I don't think that's soloist individualist. Is it, is it, Stephen? You just uh, need to do everything uh, by yourself. What is this? It helps reduce the significance of the cut. Need to do everything by themselves. Um, need, I, think I, I think it's the next one I'm going to talk about probably, but I know where it comes from though. <laughs> Let's talk about it, Steve, and focus Wait, directly go, on Melissa. No, oh, you can finish your thought. I thought he said he was going to go to the next one. He is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but no, it's still it's still about you though. Like, yeah, so you don't get to run per se, but yeah, I mean, it's a so so the next like kind of other type of imposter is the the superhero. The Superman, oh, yeah. Superwoman. Superwoman. Yeah, and so I think like for what Kevin's saying about you, Melissa, is that there's a part of you that your value comes from what you are able to produce. And so that if you can't tangibly, you know, I guess say I've done this, then you aren't doing enough. Or that if you're not producing, then there's no value or self-worth there, right? And I don't know kind of, I guess, exactly where that's come from for you, but there's this belief you have about yourself and, and, and doing things and how doing things then add value to make you worth, you know, your weight and gold, so to speak. So, so, it's, so the way I think of it is like, you've got to do a ton of stuff and you've got to do a ton of stuff at a high level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little bit me, Kevin. I, I'm not going to talk as loud as I was. As, as I was looking at your post, I was like, you might should shut up. Awesome. You're like, that is good. That is, wait a minute, I, that's me. <laughs> You got quiet in the back, but up to the choir. I, I, I looked at fine downtime wasteful and I'd be like, what? <laughs> I literally, Stevon, I ain't gonna hold you, Stevon. I was on set for 10 hours yesterday, right? That's a long time. A long time, where I was the principal talent, okay? Before I started shooting, I said, I gotta get my video up for the day. And when I was done, I went and shot Zooming with the homies. And I don't feel like a productive day if I don't get a video up, even if I've shot I literally shot six episodes of another show. But if I didn't get the little, the regular side-by-side video up and, and I didn't watch Jeezy and uh, Gucci. Gucci and get yeah. the off for that, and if I didn't repost my stories from Instagram to Twitter, then I didn't do anything. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like, when I used to work at the university, that's how the students used to be. Like, they would, you know, be RAs, and then they would have, like, you know, 17, 18 units. And then, you know, be like a tutor on the side and then also have another job. And it's like, how? How can you do all those things? And it's like always constantly taking on more, taking on more, taking on more. Like I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. 
as opposed to saying like, and then like not giving themselves the, the pass for being compassionate about when, when things do get overwhelming or they aren't producing at the level that they want to. It's like now it's like, oh, I'm a failure because I took on 10 of like, you know, the top, the most difficult things to do. And I'm only doing eight of them well. And it's like only eight is like that what you really saying? Because I don't know that I'd be doing half of those things because like any one of those would be a challenge to like the average person. Boy, shut up, bro. Go, Question. Go, go. Um, I'm trying to put a pin on this so I could have a reason as an excuse, but is this also generational in the sense of, <laughs> of man? Your dad's not going to see this, is he? Like, <laughs> I'm send it to him. No, I'm just oh, kidding. brutal, brutal. No, no, no. But uh, for for the sense of like overworking, um almost like a poverty mindset, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I want to see, or like, I'm, I'm asking to try and see if that is like a tie with, yeah. Um, not even necessarily like ethnicity, but like how a lot of us came in, uh, even like I, I come from like a generation of, of, of immigrants mm-hmm. where like they literally had to always be working mm-hmm. just to be able to live. You know, yeah. so I feel like seeing that from grandparents to parents um, has kind of like implemented that as like, if I don't have that, I'm going to fall back to not having a place to live. Yeah, it's, it's the scarcity mindset. You know, it's, it's the belief that if, if I am not doing something, then I am probably actively going backwards and not going to have enough. Or, or keep my job. It's like, why you made the statement to him? Like, well, if you take that away, I'll lose my job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to help you do a better job with the skills that you have. Like they're useless or not useless, but not, you know, not as beneficial down here as they would be over here in this other area. And so it is that scarcity mindset that like, I, I've not had the, the foundation of being able to rely on resources being readily available or that like, you know, I've got a belief about diminishing abilities in myself. So that I've got this window to kind of maximize and accomplish everything I can, because after that, people won't be on it. And so I've got to, you know, do everything and, and capitalize and maximize in this moment, because I don't know that this moment will last. And I, I guess it's like the part of people ignoring that, well, before this moment, you were doing something, right, that got you here. So like, why wouldn't you just continue to be able to do more or, or you know, level up? Like, I, I guess like, you know, say for something catastrophic happening like why wouldn't you just continue to keep doing what you were doing literally my therapist said this verbatim i was about to ask something too go ahead go ahead josh oh no no i'm just saying because i I feel like almost we me we i um (laughs) kevin (laughs) that keep that in the perspective of saying like the things that it took for us to get in this position as i still need to stay only doing these things in this position but that doesn't allow room for growth though. Mm. That doesn't allow room to level up to those next tier of versions of those things that you were doing because you're like, Oh, I still need to do this in order to maintain. Right. Uh, that was right. Good. Like what happened? I lost you. Oh, Oh, no, no. Oh, completely. We no, no, no. You're back. You're back. You're back. Okay. It, it froze. Okay. I, I missed the last part you said. You said that was something. Oh, no, I was just saying, because like, I feel like when you were when you were talking about uh, leveling up, that's what kind of stuck out to me in the sense of like, okay, well, for me, like what Kev's saying, um, on not delegating and handing stuff off of things that I shouldn't necessarily be focusing on anymore. For me, I would focus on those things, because I know those are the things that 
were even like in a job description, you know, like if I'm not doing that job description precisely, I'm not doing my said job. Got you, got you, got you. And I guess like the way I think about it is, and it's, you know, I have a client who like, you know, does kind of martial arts and stuff. And so then like, it's, it's the idea of like progressing belts that like, you know, when you get to like black belt, you aren't still like wearing your yellow belt anymore. Like you've gotten rid of that or the green belt yeah, or the blue ever. belt, like, left that behind. So like, why do you need to still be worried about that stuff when you've gotten to up here? Like it, it doesn't, doesn't add value for you to still hold on or wear this yellow belt when you've got a black one. And the yellow belt is still with, within you. It's in mm-hmm. the black belt. All the skills you learn to accomplish that, I feel you that. still have that. You know what I think is happening? First of all, that was an excellent analogy. It's I'm fantastic. not quite sure how you come up with these so quickly, but yeah, I'm brave. <laughs> that was good. It really was. Um, it's being at a black belt level and still identifying with the yellow. Woo! And mm. feel the need mm. to carry the yellow with you because that's who you feel you are. That, yeah, that self-perception is, it, yeah, that's like, that's like bordering on kind of you know, dysmorphia. Like you aren't seeing yourself for who you really are. She's like, you know Jack. what, Stephon? I Dysmorphia, you- is that what it's called? That's who I am. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say you had that. No, 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 I'm, I'm, no, no, no. We're not pinning this on you. Listen, my, my son, he, he's like me in a lot of ways, especially on confidence level, right? I remember, and I'd be like, okay, boy, you, you be on some other. So Melissa, we, he was trying for this new soccer team, and Melissa and I were like, hey, man, you know, these kids are good. And he was like, so? Mm-hmm. I'm good too. Mm-hmm. And if they are good, I'm going to be as good or better than them in no time because I'm the best. I'm amazing. And I was like, God, like, <laughs> you look confident. But That's exactly it. In order guys. to like, the difference between that and like not having that mindset will be the difference in your life. Like just having the confidence to be like, bro, I'm out here too. Like, you know, and you need it in a lot of different ways in life. And if you're crippled by the inner bully or the, you know, self-deprecating or, you know, mind dysmorphia, if you don't fight it, it will win. And what you could have become, you will not become. Right. Because you can see yourself. And the crazy thing, especially for Melissa and Joshua as well, (laughs) people (laughs) are them. It's just them. Yep. Like in Melissa's case, her audience, the people watching now live on Patreon, or the people in her book club or who follow her, Join, they are loving it. Josh knows all these great photographers, and I, I don't know that this is part of it, but the mm. consumer, they love Josh's pictures. They might not even, Josh might be the best photographer they know, but in Josh's mind, if he's not good as the best photographer he knows, right. he can't post anything. Right. Like, Boy, people don't just be following photographers like that. Right, like if, if, if and that's, <laughs> that's so like, it's so ridiculous in a sense when I think about it of, of the idea that you focused on like the five other people that are better than you at something that's like, that means you suck as opposed to like the 95 million other people that are like posting pictures in their trash. You're like, well, there's this five people that are better than me. It's, it's, it reminds me of like the, I listened to a podcast and they were talking about like the person who gets second uh, place, like a, a silver medalist. Mm-hmm. And how like they are more distressed than the person who got bronze, right? right? And it's because they say, "Well, I was this close to getting first, right?" And I, I could almost taste it. 
But the person who's like in the third place in bronze, they're like, I beat all these people. I made it on the podium. Right. Like, wow. Man. Just beat yeah, on the podium. They feel great. And low key, if you really think about it, like the person who got second is like, say the 100 meter dash. Yeah. Only one person in the world that's faster than you. Exactly. Like, exactly. Literally, the whole world. Yeah. One person is faster than you. You're like, dang. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's not true, but that's not how we look at it. That's not how we look at no. it, though. The other, but that's the actuality. No, it absolutely is. The other thing I was going to say, I'm punting the, or pivoting the conversation a little bit but because I didn't want to forget, mm-hmm. is that a lot of this is obviously layered on like how you grew up and those type of things. And one of the things that my sister and I talk about quite often is if you're layering on churchiness, and so mm-hmm. the idea of being humble, the idea mm-hmm. of being meek kind of comes into play. And I, I'm not even saying that my definition of those is correct because I actually- What is your definition of humility? Child, it's plain small. Mm. Minimization? It's minimization. Mm-hmm. It's plain mm. small. It, um, it's with the bullhorn, that's what they're called, telling you my flaws so I don't look puffed up. Wow. It's over exaggerating the failures. um, So I don't appear to be too puffy. That's, and and again, I'm not saying that is correct because I believe it's absolutely not correct, but somehow that has been a definition that I have internalized. It's been a definition my sister has internalized. And so the idea of standing tall Mm-hmm. In in what you are, even in an, on a unexaggerated level, right. it's still too much, and so that it's a layered. Um, I don't know. It's just an added layer of complication that you have to work through in order to, as I've said before, take up your space. Yeah, it's uh, so like when you're talking. I have a thing about language, and so you're saying all this stuff like. So, so, so part of your definition suggests that you have to highlight your flaws. Absolutely. In order to then not appear as though you're bragging uh-huh. or whatnot. And someone said that's pride. And what you don't want to be if you're churchy. Right, 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 right. And then, like you said, you know, so I don't want to walk around walking tall. Like, that's a bad thing. Like, you've, you've now said that with an undertone that walking tall is a bad thing, that having confidence or knowing your self-worth is not good. So then how could you lean into doing something then if it's the wrong thing to do, right? Because nobody wants to do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So like my definition of humility is totally not not, not yours at all. Uh, The way I define humility is not really, you know, kind of minimizing yourself or making yourself, or like you said, playing small. It's more or less about, you know, so the way I phrase it is this, is that like, being humble is not, you know, denying your accomplishments, right? Being humble is, you know, not making other people feel less than because of what you've accomplished, right? And so I don't think you're a person to go around and make other people feel small. Like if I, go, if I feel small and intimidated by you, that's not because you did that, right? Like you get to be you. I mean, the facts are just the facts. Like if I played the game, uh, you know, I was hooping and I scored 40 points, I don't know that I can't tell people I scored 40 points. It's just a fact. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I went out, I had a good game, I scored 40 points. But, like, if I'm like, hey, you suck, 
How much did you score? You scored 10. Oh, man, you trash. You terrible. I scored 40. Get on my level. Then that, I feel like that's not being humble. I but like for me to go out and talk about what I did, that why is that wrong? What? Who are you, Kevin? I was gonna say I didn't want to say that's why I laughed. I scored though. forty and you suck is me. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Get on my level, boy. Wow. That and I am. I don't want to share those accomplishments for fear of making you feel bad. So let me downplay my 40 points mm, let me downplay me let me not even talk about i don't need to be recognized for that no 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 let's I all 40 but it's really the assist man mm -hmm. look at steve nash he passed me the ball if it wasn't for him i would you know man hey i just got this is melissa talking not me i just got lucky man you know well yeah. the defense was was lax they weren't on their best day they weren't on their best game i don't mm -hmm. know how i did it 100 tomorrow i probably won't play this well so man Thanks Which takes away from all that you accomplished. Like you, you've told yourself that in the name of humility didn't matter at all. But yes. see, in the name of humility, all you've really done is give power to the voice that says you're not good enough. Yep, one hundred percent. Why? Why would you help the inner bully beat you up? Listen, I the world already the beating you up. I often hand the inner bully the gloves. Yeah, I, literally. Because you're taking on responsibility for other people. Like, right, like you're, you're concerned about how I'm going to react to you being you. Why is that your problem? Mm, I don't know why, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, I mean, I don't know that that's like your responsibility, that like you're now responsible for how everyone else is to feel in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, like you're not intending to, to go hurt people. So then, like, if, if somebody feels, you know, some type of way based off of what you've done or their inter interactions with you, like, let's discuss that. Because I know that I didn't intend to do that, and I can take ownership if that's where it came from. But, like, if, if it's the person's stuff, I don't know that you need to be responsible for that. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, you know what's so interesting is that when you originally posted this, and we can move on to the next one because we're really getting all of the juice out of these, mm -hmm. is that I was like, oh, I might be this, a little bit of that, definitely not that. Expert, that's definitely me. Natural genius, absolutely not. And then as you're talking about them, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize a little bit of me falls into that as well. This is why I was like, five for five. Really? I was going to say four for five, but there's identi identification. Because I didn't think I had super identified with um, the Superman, Superwoman, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. But uh, I didn't either. I see how that ties into the soloist one as well. So then mm -hmm. I just kind of bridged that gap and said, this is also me. Hello, three for three. I didn't think of myself yeah. as a soloist, but I There's absolutely more. am. Come it on. makes me, it makes me wonder, then, Josh, like, when did your, your dad give you praise? Say it one more time, Stevon. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. I was saying for Josh, it makes me wonder when, when did you get praise for doing something well? You know what? When we were talking about the first one, I don't necessarily, I feel like it took literal school recognition or which wasn't very often. Let me be clear. Yeah. Or some type of sport award or recognition to where like a tangible award was like this yeah. is yours because your name is on it with mm -hmm. this it classifies and i don't think that was necessarily intentional by how sure. i was raised by any means mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. but impact the strive to be the best is still very much so 
implemented in my brain. And if it, that bar is not, that, that standard is not met, that I am not doing my job or I'm not physically equipped to go. Yep. Yep. Talk. Yep. Let me tell you something else about Josh, Stevon. Why? Why? Josh, that- I'm going to tell you because I've been waiting for this moment. Josh feels like, he said this before, man, I, I just got lucky because I work with Kev and that's why I got this job. I don't think oh. I said that. When did I say you that? You said that before, Josh. He lucky? disputed. This claim has been disputed. Yeah, like, man, I, I work with Kev at all depth. That's why I got this. Oh, maybe like based off where we met, I could, I okay. could say that. But I don't know about like. Okay. So that he had to hire you because you were at all depth? No, no, not, I don't know about had to, but like that. No, that's what he tells him. Huh? He parlays that. Yeah, that's what he tells himself. Josh is saying, like, I had the. Yes. Mm. Is this true or no, Josh? Is the claim being disputed? That specific with tied to work ethic? Yes. I, 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 can, I, I can find truth to that. <laughs> and the truth is, a lot of people work with me at all depth. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people who work with, not a lot of people work with me at Kevin Stage Studios. That's facts. Mm-hmm. So the person that works with me works with me because he's good. How about that? That's it. Yes, I met you there, but if I'd have met you somewhere else, Wait you still were going to be good. List. You wait Listen, till I you betrayed me at two brute. There's no loyalty on the this No. Listen. Someone said, oh, this is group therapy. Uh, really quickly, Angel just walked in. Good morning. We're in group therapy. You've missed most of it. Good for you. <laughs> Let's take the very last break because I'm sure you need it. Go drink some water. Go get some tea. Also, go find a wig. You probably need one. Edges are gone. Oh, I was like, how did you know that they might not have? But okay, it's been snatched. Edges have been that, that, That's what happened. That's what happened. I want to take a quick break from the show and talk to you about Beachbody. Listen, guys, I'm going to be quite honest with you. This is the time of the year where I struggle the most. Between Thanksgiving and Martin Luther King Day, Christmas, it's just a lot of bad eating. As we take these ads right now, Melissa has the kitchen smelling amazing. But this year is going to be different because I'm continuing to use Beachbody on demand. They have all types of workouts. I am concentrating on just 30 minutes. Insanity Max 30. I am just pushing myself for 30 minutes. I know I can eat a little bit crazier because I'm going to be working out in the morning and I'm going to earn. It's a 60-day program and you can do it twice, three times over. There's some that start as low as 10 minutes. So combat the holiday 15 in combination with the quarantine 15, you done put on 30. And you didn't even mean to. Uh, Beachbody is here to make sure you don't do that. They have all type of workouts for all different skill levels and body types. And you can find the right thing for you. I love this company. They're the company behind P90X, which is one of the first workout programs I did that actually worked, followed by Insanity 1 and 2, and now Max 30. But I also do yoga. You know, I also do yoga because it's a great, calming, meditative, physical workout, and I love it. It starts my day off right. Again, like I said, some days I don't have an hour and a half. I only have 10 minutes, and Beachbody has programs for me as well. So I want you guys to check out Beachbody On Demand to get a special free trial membership. Text LOVE to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform, all the workouts, nutrition information, and support. Absolutely free. Text LOVE Love. to 303030. And now back to the show. I was saying that, like, it, it thinks, it makes me think about you, Josh, that, like, for you, you only kind of recognize value in what you've done when you've gotten some really high praise for it. That's why I asked, 
you know, I was asking you kind of when did you get praise? Like, you know, growing up as a child, it doesn't sound like you got praise for getting an A on a test. Like you had to get multiple A's in your class. Like it's, or, or you had to, you know, be student of the week or something like that for it to really count. And so now you've got this kind of altered or awkward uh, kind of definition of like, something is good only if, and you put this kind of qualifier on it. For sure. And like, it wasn't necessarily a student of the week. It's like, Josh knows his colors. Here's a sticker. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like to, to add to that, it was, um, I feel like I still, or that, that is kind of transitioned into me, like w with my work to show, to show for in the sense of like, oh, my photo doesn't look like this as much as I like this. So it's not, it's not there yet. And I don't think I'll get the not even recognition, because I don't think I necessarily look for recognition like that. But I think it, it's tied to how I perceive my quality. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh man, we go. We gonna help you, Josh. <laughs> we gonna help you. Hey. Like, you. You are you are doing good work, and you are you know allowing yourself to to kind of, I guess kind of have have your your vision of that shielded by the fact that you're saying it's not here, yeah. right? Like you, again, continuing to focus on what didn't happen as opposed to what did, right? And so we've got to make you really aware of yourself, you know, aware of that behavior in yourself, that like you, when you're, when you're evaluating something, you aren't evaluating for the good. It's almost like you need to practice that behavior, right? Like when you look at something, why do I like this? You know, what was good about what I just did? So that we aren't even giving the opportunity because you've already mastered how to say, you know, pick it apart and tear it down. Like we've got to get you to focus heavily on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like other photographers are better because they have access to other artists? Yes. I knew it. Yes. I, I knew it. But I also want to tell John, no, you hush and listen to me, Kevin. <laughs> you take a great picture, whether that artist is Big Nobody or Jay-Z, the picture is still the same. Just because it's Hove, don't mean it's in better focus. This guy's better just because that person has access or is in that pit. I'm going to tell you what it is, what Joshua is saying. Tell me if I'm wrong, because me and Joshua will be on the same wavelength. It's not about the picture itself. The artist becomes the sticker. Mm-hmm. That, that, that it's, it's not about his talent. It's the exactly. fact that the person allowed him to take the picture of them exactly. is what qualifies it as good. Exactly. That the artist themselves mm. then becomes the validation because I'm, I'm shooting. He just said he wants to shoot uh, Hope and we're going to get off you because it's uncomfortable and you're probably sweaty. Uh, back is. Yeah, I know. That's, I can feel your energy, Joshua. <laughs> I want to go away <laughs> from here, man. I, I feel like I'm an empath. Um, no, no. He can take more. No, I know he can't. I'd be like, okay, enough. So we're going to move on. And that's why I was like, I, I know what's going on because I am Joshua and Joshua is me and we are we together. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and so when he was talking about the sticker and this big form of validation, again, your skill level, Joshua's good at what he does. That, that's a full stop. That's a period. Um, he can shoot with the same equipment. That's a full stop. That's a period. But how am my my talent then the the bar of which my talent is then measured is by the artist that i'm able to capture that then becomes 
the the yes. the, the come up. Yeah. I don't exactly. Yeah. Know. It's, it's the carrot he's chasing, so to speak. Thank, yes, and so yeah. that's what I think it ends up being. So on stage, yeah. I'm saying like no, it it is, and that also lined up to like my inconsistency with uploading content and whatever Ooh. based off of like the last I, I remember this was like a couple of years ago I'm, I'm I'm past this now but a couple of years ago I used to be in the mentality of like oh my last couple of posts were of this artist and mind you also I have been able to work with some amazing artists That's of all scales mm-hmm. which has been cool but also that also that that ties into the if it's not at that tier of artists that I'm taking a picture of in my last post, in this post, I'm not, I'm not going to post it oh, because it yeah. becomes, because then it became an aesthetic thing for me. Oh, and I was it's just like, this is, yeah, this. that's a slippery slope. Cause then what you're saying is that I've got to, I've got to find somebody higher and better each time I take a picture and for it to be worthy. But the thing I'm, the problem I have with like your logic is this, is that, so then if I take a picture of Jay-Z, then I'm a better photographer than you. Right. Kev, get off my shoulder. Right. <laughs> How much wow, Steve Lewis, you all up in his business. Wow, that was good. That was really good. Okay, yeah. we're done here. We're yes, done. we're done. He's like, we're done. Get off. Are you hot? It's the, it's the lighting and the color adjustments. Okay, we're going to. No, there's two more. Kev, yours is coming up. Uh oh. Oh, oh Lord I Jesus! I, I, I can't. I just looked a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna run out of time before we get to. I know we do. We do have to hurry because uh, Angel is here. But right. um, going the, to the next one, whichever one you the, remember is where we go. The next one, I think, is the expert. I, see, this is why I don't like you, Stevon, because you told me <laughs> I don't remember these in order, and, and then been, literally let me did this swipe, swipe, in swipe, order. Swipe. <laughs> Swipe. I don't know. It's the Holy Spirit. Don't blame me, right? It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> bringing it back to the remembrance. It's, it's above me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't no, say yeah, so, so the expert, and this is, I, I love these guys because it's like, these are people who have to read everything. They have to, you know, have done enough research and they have to have done all the research to be able to say, like, I know how to do something. And like, it's not even that they even say then they know how to do something, that they are able to then kind of engage in whatever the activity is. So like, you know, as an example, then I've got to, you know, read all the books on therapy. You know, I have to read all the stuff on imposter syndrome and see all the stuff that, that, that's out there. And, you know, before I can say, hey, you know, what, I might know a little something about imposter syndrome. And then like, if somebody's like, you're an expert, I'm like, well, no. No, I, I know some stuff. I don't know everything, mm. right? And so, like, I'm not good not at it. That. Ucha, I don't know nothing. I've never been to school, so I don't know nothing. Yeah, right. And it's like, well, what are you producing? You know, and I guess the need analogies again. It's like, you know, what you're saying is that then, like, when LeBron got drafted, he should have not been like, oh, I should go right to the NBA and can play with these guys because I'm only, like, 17 or 18, and I haven't played, like, all these years, and I haven't played against everybody in the league. Or it's like, actually – his skill level is there, so what does it matter? Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying, if you're doing the thing, what does it matter if you don't? <laughs> I feel like adding to that, I feel like you need to even keep feeding the opposite perception of that to keep leveling up to that skill set that you know that you're going to become into. And I right. feel like 
when we work on that negative narrative, it'll keep us in this little, this is where I'm at pocket. And I keep, and, and I feel like, cause something I've been working on is learning how to speak to myself in that positive mindset mm, too. That's good. Because you really start believing subconsciously where you're at and the negative thoughts that tie with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it will, what you tell yourself about who you are and what you can do in your abilities, your, your, your mind and thoughts can really, you know, create reality for you, right? Like, you know, when I, 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 I like to study kind of like philosophy and philosophers and like the ancient Greeks and stuff like that, but like stoicism is kind of around that. And it talks about like, you know, can you do what you think? And so it's like, you know, can people fly? And it's like, well, no, they can't. It's like, well, they created the airplane, so kind of they can't. And so I think it's about you, if you have these limiting beliefs or you have these beliefs that put a ceiling here, then you've told yourself that you can't do more than, right? And so I think like this expert thing is this belief of like, well, I've got to know everything in, in order for me to be okay to break through or pass this thing. And I'm saying, is that the case if you're already doing the thing? If you're already doing it, Stevon. Yeah. What does that matter if you're doing it? Doing it? What yeah, I mean, you can sit can I? Who? Who says you can or cannot but you? Oh, shoot. Facts. Facts. I'll be on her, Simon. I'll be no, on her. I mean, like, it's like skipping a grade. I mean, if you skipped a grade in school, like you're saying, like, now I got to go back and do, like, the 10th grade. But if you passed it already, what do you need to go back and do that for? That's, that's, that's beneath you. His analogies are ridiculously this good. I don't like talking to him. He'd be better. He, I mean, some people would just have, all right, you know, you got one. That, that was good. But this is like, he does, has not missed. <laughs> I look like the Chrissy Teigen uh, meme. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> I, went, I was like, did she freeze? What happened here? Don't keep frustrating, Stevon. I, okay. To be next to somebody so amazing and talented, mm. and they just will not walk in it. And I'd be like, Girl, <laughs> hush up and talk. Yeah, let's talk. Shut up. You don't need to be qualified. The, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Ooh. Huh? <laughs> we, what I was going to say is that, first of all, it's hot. Uh, <laughs> But what I was going to say is that I don't, okay, so your points say always seeking training to validate knowledge. That's not actually what I thought I was going to say. Uh, has to meet every requirement in order, I'm going to just put this down. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, like, yeah, like applying for a job, like I've got to have every, 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 every duty or qualification, I have to meet that qualification to apply, just before I even apply for the job, but I'm still doubting that I'll get it. And I'm like, why can't you apply if you had, you know, 18 of the 19 things? So or 15. Like because because I'm also a rule follower. Well, here's so the, the other thing about it, Siobhan. says I need all of them, then I need all of them. Here's what it is, right? The last one is always feel like they don't know enough. Because the information is always changing, you will never actually know enough. Which there's always a podcast you haven't heard a research paper that came out, a new book. So it also, there's safety in, well, I don't know this because I didn't do that. Well, that's always ever-changing. It's always right. expansive. Therefore, right. will you? no one will ever know enough. No one's completely qualified. Mm. Yet and still, people be out there. And here's the other thing, Stevon. People with less qualifications learning research than you be out here too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. make that make sense. Yeah. 
the interesting part is that it ties to that perfectionism mm-hmm. on a, again i've never considered myself a perfectionist but in terms of i need to be able to hit every single point and i need to know all of the information and i do mean all of the information like <laughs> not just have read the books listen to the podcast looked at the footnotes where did you get your info let me find that like i literally i understand that i am 100 percent that person and i don't even really know where it came from and we don't have to like even die <laughs> she's like don't start don't. you know we don't need to go in childhood because i really don't know where it came from but this idea of again going back to the perfection thing it always goes back to this idea of what it means to be enough mm-hmm. that's elusive that's not fully defined that's very fuzzy and therefore it's hard to meet and so you're constantly chasing something that doesn't really have a clear set of standards and expectations and definition and all of that and so you never feel good enough and so i'm in this perpetual state literally of of trying and chasing the expert and never quite making it because there's always information that's Mm -hmm. going to be new do you do that in other areas of your life? Oh, every area. So it's like, not, yeah, name an area and I'm going to tell you yes. So like, if you've not been a parent to a kid, right, or a parent to a teenager or a parent, you know, to an adult, like, so you're saying that you don't know enough about parenting? I know. Or like, like, what's like, if you've not ever done something, huh? This is what I do, Stevon, because I was about to do it and I'm going to just tell you instead of giving you my answer because I did this with the definition of creative and we just talked about this. Uh If you define something, Melissa, you've been a parent for 14 years and you this, and these are the reasons why I feel like you should be an expert in this field of parenting. Mm -hmm. I will find one area to disqualify myself and I will do it every time. So what I was just going to say is, I'm not an expert in parenting. I'm an expert in parenting my kids. That doesn't make me an expert. <laughs> when I tell you, <laughs> when I tell you, when I tell you this Leave is how it loud, I pray. Greg. I want it to be loud in their headphones so they know my pain. When I <laughs> tell you, this is what I do every time because there's no way, I haven't read all the things, so how could I be an expert? <laughs> oh my goodness. But like, if you're doing a good job at parenting, then what does it matter if you're an expert or not? Or like you have this title or what is an expert? Like an expert is just a person who knows a lot about something. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's that they know everything about something. What you're saying is to be an expert, you have to know everything, Correct. not just an abundance of knowledge about it. Oh no, that's never enough. The thing is, oh. is over here agreeing with me. Uh, when you said, um, what does it matter? Did you have an answer? Because I have one. No, I want to know what. Oh, what was it? Oh, oh yeah. Like, what does it matter? What it, a okay, so the expert thing, what it matters, and having those things is because it's validation, specifically in the area of being an expert. So I will never, and, and maybe I've just told myself this in this perverted way, even though I really believe it as well. I would never want to consider, as an example, LMFT. Mm-hmm. I would never want to consider myself a therapist. And I feel like it's disrespectful. I haven't gone to school. 
I ain't taking the classes. I ain't passed no tests. I don't have no sort of type of certificate. I mean, that's obviously very clear. Like that has a very clear. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But I will do anything. I will say makeup artist. I'm not a makeup artist. Can I do my face? Yes. But can I can maybe do, do your face? Faces too. But, but because I haven't gone to cosmetology school, so I feel like could you okay, say I'm this. a your No, words. I'm gonna say something because this is this is what you do, right? This, yeah. Watch this, Devon. Melissa, homegirl Mimi, was her mm -hmm. hairstylist uh -huh. in Washington, right? Mimi was a uh, self-taught hairstylist, right? Now, in order to do the job legally in Washington, you have to go to cosmetology school mm -hmm. and do the certifications and learn, you know, about diseases and all that stuff, right? And she did that. But Mimi already knew how to do hair. Yep. That's what it is for Melissa. She already knows how to do that stuff. That certification might be qualified for your license or to do diseases, but that certification did not teach Mimi how to braid to the head or right. do a French or all the other stuff she knew how to do. They wasn't even teaching that in, in right. uh, black people. Right. They right. taught you about diseases, but Melissa will say, because I'm not certified, I can't do hair. There's a lot of black women doing hair in kitchens that oh, are killing true. people who are certified. A lot of people yes. raise to the head for $300. You got to pay them in cash because they really yes. ain't legally supposed to be doing this. Yep. But that's the difference. Just because you haven't got a piece of paper doesn't mean you don't know how to do what you know how to do. Right. I mean, think about it in, 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 in other contexts too, right? Like, so before you and Kev got married, right? Like your actual wedding day and, you know, the, the witnesses signed the, the, the you know, marriage license or whatever. I mean, what really changed before that, though? Like, before that day, like, the day before, what was different mm. about your relationship? Like, you guys were still already there. I was like, a lot of things were different. I couldn't, I couldn't tell him to stay alive in the hospital. <laughs> what? I mean, I yeah, but, like, <laughs> that's, like, the legal stuff. But, like, in yeah, terms yeah, of your relationship. No, you're right. You are correct. Different. Like, and I think that's what it is, is that we hold on to like these, I guess, kind of standards that are arbitrary for me, right? Like you're doing the thing. Yeah, I mean, if I know how to work on cars, I know how to change oil, you know, uh, I've learned how to uh, change tires and, you know, replace an engine. I don't know that I went to school to become a mechanic, but I know how to work on cars. Right. So it's like, you're saying you need, in order to have a title, you have to have done all the, the things. But yeah, does that take away then that you still know how to do the things then? Um, I think that it, it, it allows me, I got hot because this is about to be an honest moment. It allows me to always put an asterisk by any credentials that I have. That's like, she don't really know what she's talking about. So in case this all goes awry, mm. she's not. Mm. In case that's good, it's an exit plan. It's an exit that's plan. It's a disclaimer that allows me to not be held accountable, so to speak, should things go awry. But here's the thing about that does that disclaimer mm -hmm. even stop people from holding you accountable? Probably not, but I can always say, Now, listen, girl, what I already tell you. She ain't no expert. But I got I, a question. I done told you. Steven has a question. Oh, go ask your question, child. How, how often do things go awry? Child, not that often, but in the event, because here we are 100 years later in the past. 
<laughs> so then what you do is you, you spend a good amount of your time preparing for outcomes that are not going to be that's true real true for you for so it's like it's like true. me <laughs> like me me kind of not wanting to go outside because a plane could fall on my head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right like it's it's possible but not really highly probable like you're not a person that things are going to really go awry so then why are you spending so much time worried about things going awry that's not really been your truth that seems like a waste of time and energy oh hello <laughs> all right next one you know what because i recognize I recognize that I am wasting my time on a like very, I say this often, on a very um, head knowledge sort of way. I get it. I really Mm -hmm. do because I've read all the books. I get it. Right, right. It hasn't become rhema for me. Mm -hmm. It hasn't become visceral for me where I feel it in my body that I can live it. Right. And that's kind of this, the idea of bridging that gap. I feel like that's quite literally the journey that I'm in in this moment mm-hmm. is taking, listen, the ton of information I have in my head and ensuring that I'm able to um, live that. We were talking about this yesterday or whatever day, uh, that in every chapter of my life, there's a phrase, a word, a campaign, a video that talks about um, where I'm quite literally at in that moment. And in this phase, I'm sure the video will come out soon enough once I get whatever it is. It's taking all of those things, all of those moments and allowing them to compile and become who I am today and not siloed individual moments. Does that make sense? Where everything is real and I go through all of those phases, but they're siloed. I need them all to like, become Captain Planet when our powers combine. I am Captain Captain Planet. Like that's kind of the phase that I'm in right now. It it sounds, that sounds a lot like acceptance. Tell me more. Like you are saying that the parts of me, I want to get to a place of where I have accepted that they all are part of me. Yes. That like, it's not, you know, I'm got this piece and I'm working on this piece and I'm working on that and I'm saying, most things aren't all going to be level 10 uh-huh. in your life, but what does that really mean? And, and I think about it like with, you know, it's my Ferrari analogy, mm-hmm. right? It, it's the idea that like when we buy a Ferrari, we buy it for the good things. And it also comes with some stuff that's not really great, right? Like we look at it as it's prestigious. It goes really fast. It looks cool. It's going to be, a, you know, you know, head turner, all that stuff. Also, it gets terrible gas mileage. You know, the maintenance right. is going to be high. But that doesn't diminish the fact that it's still up here. Analogy. Could that also be said of a Maserati Levante? I, I knew. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because they are terrible on gas. But also, when you pull up next to one, ain't hey. nobody thinking about the mileage. You feel me? When that engine per, when you put the sport board on, you'll be like, "But he only gets ten miles to the gallon." What was that? A Camry? <laughs> 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 Yeah, this is that humble thing yeah. that we're talking about. He has none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes that gene, right? It's like, <laughs> but you gotta get no, it, it, yeah. yeah, but this car all miles around in three seconds. See you later. There you go. <laughs> we can go to the next one. 
because he's becoming the super villain. Oh, wow. Don't go to the Okay, you're oh. next. Go yeah. to the last one, Steve. So, so the last one, I think, is the natural genius. Mm. Uh, and these are people who things usually come easy for them. They do things really well without having to put in a ton of effort. Uh, so that if something becomes like difficult for them, that they are kind of wanting to disengage or feeling like they are a failure now or, you know, adversity is their enemy, uh, so to speak. And it's like, you know, wanting them to be able to, because things come so easily, uh, you know, there's this belief that things should become easy, right? Like it, things should be easy and that's how I know I'm doing it correctly. So that if something has a little bit of adversity in it, then I must be messing up or something must be wrong with me. Or let me pl uh, create a plan in which I could go a different direction that's easier. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to go yes. to the adversity, the rejection, the whatever on this yep. path. Yep. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, what has happened here? <laughs> what, just, what just happened here? The, the, red, the red sea part. Angel? Yeah, the dead part. Oh, here come Moses. What you mean? Why I don't go on auditions? Because they don't pick me every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth, shame the devil. Is that what you saw again? <laughs> so I make my own app? <laughs> <laughs> Just so I don't have to my own movie because I don't want to have to get hurt by Hollywood? He's coping with comedy right now, guys. <laughs> oh, brutal. <laughs> brutal. I put the guitar down. Piano, because it was too hard, and I should be good by now. I've been playing for minutes. But <laughs> what I what happened, Kev? Yeah, what, what did you do? Like, so you, you, Kev, you operated in a way of where if, if it doesn't come quickly or easily, then obviously it's not for you. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, I should be operating in my zone of genius. I will raise you, Gay Hendrix. <laughs> I should operate in my zone of genius. Uh, I'm actually working on this. Okay. Uh, I am actually working on this. This is definitely me. Mind your business, both of y'all, because I did this episode by myself, and Stephon already got me in trouble. He didn't go through all these five. Go through all these, and I, I, I'm two already: Superman, Superwoman, and Natural Genius. Um, uh, Don't say if your something words. doesn't come easily, it is pointless. If wow. I be better than Jonathan McReynolds at the guitar. And I should not be. And his bar is always there's no, the best. There's no in between. Yeah. No. If, if I I'm running track, I need to be, beat Usain Bolt. If I am playing basketball, I need to beat LeBron James. If I am singing, I don't know who. Oh, Corey. Corey. Oh, no. He plays the. Corey Henry. What does he play? Piano. Piano. If I'm going to learn the piano, Oregon, I need to beat Corey Henry. Whoever is the best, that's mm -hmm. his measurement. And if I can't beat them, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? There's no point. Leave me alone. I'm walking away. I'll do something else. That that's scary because then there's Tell a... us why it's scary. Turn Tell him. Turn, Turn it around. Because <laughs> then it's like, well, maybe you're not engaging in things that you could have really had some success in. And you've now, you know, kind of gotten to a place of where I haven't done as much or enough. And it's out of a false belief or false narrative that, you know, that this area wasn't for you and it's again that demand that things should be easy you know it should be it should come quickly as opposed to just tempering that kind of language and saying you know it, it might take a little bit of work but i think i can get here because zoom here. is going out i didn't hear anything no it's it's coming clear guys i hear <laughs> it's hd actually it's, it's great 
Steve Hart, what are you? Since you got all the answers. The deflection. I've, I've done my own work to overcome this stuff, Kevin. No, 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 no. For me, oh, I'm right. You're an expert. Right. Um, uh, this is my this is my truth. Yeah, let's sit into it, man. This is my story. There's there's some uh workarounds or some necessary um work here, but ah, uh, fresh out of time. We really, really gotta close. We gotta shoot. Uh, here's the thing. I'd love to spend more time here with you, Steve. I know. Ah, uh, you know, Angel, she's in a rush. She just said, Hey, I got a heart out. <laughs> no, this is, Angel? Um, I'm actually uh Melissa can attest to this. I'm actually gonna take guitar lessons because uh for two reasons. One, to combat natural genius, mm -hmm. and two, just to do things for joy and not to excel at them. I like that. I remember uh the other day me and Melissa were watching Kevin Hart's special and I saw that he basically has a space in his house that is so big mm -hmm. that he can have a comedy club within his home. Yep. His family, I know this wasn't true for production, but his family didn't even come downstairs and the dude had a comedy club. So I made that tweet and somebody tweeted back at me, you will never catch Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's only four years older than What's you. What's that? Mm -hmm. uh, let me find it. Yeah, man. Yeah, keep going. Send, send me a screenshot. Uh, and I was like, first of all, I got time. You don't know. <laughs> may I may not catch him, but I'm up in here though. You know, it's gonna be a photo finish. We just getting started. Now I might have to get mine the other way, but you know, I'm coming for mine. So like Melissa said, in, in that sense, it is the creme de la creme. It's not only like, literally the reason I stopped playing basketball seriously is because I realized I wasn't going to the NBA. Once that was out, I was like, okay, what is next? Because I'm not going to the NBA. Intramurals, fun, no. We go to the NBA or we do something. I need to go to the NBA of my life. Whatever that is, I'm going to the league of that. So um, sometimes that makes things hard to enjoy just for the sheer like enjoyment of that. them. I was going to say that like that like for you, it's it's it has no value if you can't kind of win. Yes. Correct. Yeah, like I can't like, play at the. I'm gonna tell you the reason I stopped playing the bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> He's only going to talk to you. Yes, the things that you've stopped. The things that the reason I stopped playing the bass guitar is because I was learning from this old black dude, Hall. Remember Hall this? Yeah. And this dude did a lick, and I was like, "How you do that?" And he was like, "I don't know, man. I should be doing stuff." And I was like, "If I cannot create at this level without thinking about it, then this is dumb." And then I put the bass guitar down and I left it alone. Like, like, but how many of him are there out there in the world? I don't know. This dude was a freaking enigma. But <laughs> sure. I was like Josh, in this sense, I was on Josh. But I watch videos of the best players and I'd be like, man, I should be like literally, and this is the last example, because I don't want to dominate the show. You have a Jay, Chief cool. Levi, I asked him to teach me how to play piano, right? Mm -hmm. Just for fun. And actually I was building a one-man show idea. So he was like, I can teach you a simple version since you're not like a professional. Right. Or I can teach you exactly how I play it. And you know what I said? Exactly how you play exactly it. That's how you play it. For sure. For sure. This man gave me every chord in the history of the world, every inversion. He had me playing with one hand at this tempo and the other at this tempo. I had to call him like, how did you even learn how to do this? This dude said, well, when I was in grad school, we had to practice at Beethoven's thing. And I had like a whole semester of this. And I was like, well, that's dumb. I ain't going to do all that. And I'll, I'll go play the piano anymore. 
but that's the thing. But like, you're you're comparing where you can get to based on the fact that like you're comparing yourself to other people that have dedicated their life to something. He is a professional musician, right? Literally, right? Vocalist and pianist, and I did it. And he went through the steps of the baby version. Right. He didn't even start there. But I don't see that. I see when I play, I need to be like this dude. Is he a pro? Man, he's great at everything. Comedy. Physical physiqueness and piano. <laughs> but as, yeah. as opposed to like, why couldn't you be like the best, you know, comedian pianist, right? Like, like of all comedians, right? Because I want to be the yeah. best penis. No, no, pianist. Pianist. I don't know. You know, I, don't, I, I, want, I want other musicians to be like, yo, he's low key. I want him to play for me. Ah, but he's just. But you don't want to be a musician. I don't care, Stevon. I want to be the it's best the, at everything. I'm, a, I'm about yeah. to go to therapy school. I'm going to be a better therapist than you ever were. Right? <laughs> good, good luck. We need it. Go do it. <laughs> that, that, that does not scare me at all. Like, there, now, I don't uh, want to do it because you can't compete against me. <laughs> and that, it drives, listen, the, there's good and bad to this, right? It drives Kevin to a level of um, self-motivation to mm -hmm. be the best and right do all the things that are Kevin and that you think of, it's motivated by this. The, the problem though, is that he, he'll will himself a different route because he doesn't want to go through that adversity. And so he, there's a lot of stuff that's in the kind of left on the table yeah. because it yeah. didn't come as easy as he would have liked. And then right. there's no fun or enjoyment because everything is a competition. I'm not, I can play games all day and have a really great time and that'd be the end of it. I don't care if we won. We, we did we play? Did we laugh? We had a good time. It was yeah. a successful day. It's the experience. Did I win? That is me. It's not fun. If and if yeah. you're not there playing to no win, fun. I don't want to play with you. This is why I don't play spades. Then do you I walk around, Kevin, with like a a ton of I guess a ton of like regrets or just a ton of things like you didn't do or accomplish? No, I feel no. great because no. because you stop before you get involved in it, huh? No, no, yes. because there's so many things that I, I redirect that energy into things that I am good at. He'll quit before right. that. Yeah, exactly. Like you quit before you actually had a, an opportunity to say, well, I, I need to work harder at that. Man, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that is that done so that you can kind of salvage or save or maintain your perception of self? Ooh. I don't know, Stevon. Come maybe on, perception of self. Let's maybe into that, Kev. So that I <laughs> come on, Kev. Maybe it is so that I can maintain being the best at whatever I put my hands to. And if it ain't, that's why I don't be singing because I don't be. I'm not considered a great singer. That was that was a great question. Yeah. And I'm and I and it, but I literally am going against this, so everybody can shut their mouth. Oh no, you stayed on Joshua for how long? Yeah, let's. I mean. We're not good on time. No, we're not good on time. time. We're about to go. <laughs> we're not good on time. Um, okay, did you get all your answers? You I told you I'm buying a guitar. And watch, Steve, when you see me playing my guitar on Instagram, know that this is me fighting against my natural genius. You're only I love it. I'm, I'm looking. I, no, I, you're right. Uh, <laughs> because I'm not naturally good. I enjoy music. And I literally, my therapist talked about this too in two books. She, uh, one book, the last book I read, uh, something about maximizing energy or something. It was talking about doing things you enjoy just for the sake of enjoying them. I don't have that. Like, I need to be able to play and sing at a level that everybody is like, this guy's the best or it's not fun. And I need to find joy in the, the experience only. Mm. And 
and mm. I need to, so maybe I'll purposely do something that I know is hard or difficult for me just to remind myself that you can build into that. But also, eventually, I will be an amazing guitarist. And you'll be like- so at, at your next session with your therapist, ask, ask them about externalizing praise. Now, this is cross-contamination of therapies. I can't <laughs> you to another therapist. It's like confidentiality thing. So I will just talk about what we will. Got you. I won't bring okay. I was trying to help you. All right, well, there you have it. So what did you say, cross-contamination of praise or something? I said externalizing. Externalizing yeah. praise. Yeah. Yeah, the externalization, like you have to get praise, like there's something about you getting praise or recognition from outside yourself that feels good or drives you or motivates you a lot. Oh, we already talked about that, but let me, I'm going to text you right now. Externalization of praise. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Listen, yeah. Yvonne. Um, this has been great. This has been fantastic. I've had a fun time too. Oh, I know why oh, I'm it sure is. you had a pleasant time over there in your little Eaglewood next to your little Harun coffee, huh? Listen, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see the comments, but quite literally everyone in here has also enjoyed. They've found or seen themselves in some way or another in one of the five um, imposters that you've uh, talked about. And I'm so happy we were able to do a deep dive on each of them. One question that came up consistently is, do you do teletherapy? Yes, I do. Are you accepting clients? Uh, I, I reach out to me. I am. I am taking some. I, I mean, because of you guys, right? I've gotten close to you know being full uh, and being full. So you know, some spots are going to be opening up. So like, let's let's plan for twenty, you know, twenty one or, or later this year. Yeah. Okay, I Take love the it. spot for my husband. <laughs> uh, man, put him on blast, Angel. What? <laughs> I mean, you can take the spot for me, too. <laughs> and Melissa, she needs somebody. Yeah. Melissa does need somebody. I found my person. <laughs> nah, I don't. Why you hear how you did your mama? Thank you. Black mom. I got insurance. I'm trying to talk about taking insurance, but I see. They I don't be taking insurance on therapy a lot. They don't, man. Yeah, we'll find some. I know some people. We'll get you something. Hit me up. I'm the therapy plug. Hit me. Okay, you really I'm got it. I'm going hit you up. When we were going through some issues, we was like, Steve oh, yeah. on. <laughs> I could find you somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he helped us. Absolutely. Okay, so can you give the people your um, Instagram information, website information, and any other information if you have anything? Because you be speaking nowadays, child. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah, this is cool stuff, right? So, uh, you, my website is www.stevonlewis.com. So, just my name. If you Google stevonlewis.com, all my stuff comes up. On Instagram, I am at Stevon Lewis MFT, the letters Mary Francis Thomas. And I am working on a course right now for imposter syndrome that I hope to launch uh, in 2021. Oh, Stevon, oh, awesome. I will actually, I will take that course and I will help uh, tell people to take it. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Awesome. We'll do, we'll do. Working on getting it all kind of, you know, squared away and, and have it ready for, 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 for some launch soon. Oh, I love it. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We need to call this imposter syndrome group therapy. Literally. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I actually quite enjoyed it. We saw a lot of ourselves. We learned quite a bit. You asked us some really challenging questions, some really introspective questions. I quite enjoyed it. So thank you guys so much for joining us. This will come out on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Until the next episode. Bye. Bye. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, 
source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 